Is it, are you guys on another hot streak out there? That's what you call it, right? Yeah. The hot streak? Yeah, they're hot streaks. They're, they're called hot streaks. Uh, in- internationally known as hot streaks. Um, yep. It's nice that we're, as, as human beings, we're taking that back, right? We're taking that back and owning yes. that. Uh, yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit of a hot streak out here. It was like eighty degrees today, but I needed this. Uh, I also got, as as you know, we we had folks. We talk off air. Oh, also, we are we're, we're recording right now, John. Um, recording what? Uh, so this is our podcast. This is a. Uh, it's like a a broadcast that you get by. Uh, stuffing uh, uh, things in your orifices. Uh, no, 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 no. Don't, you know, it, you can just just Google it later. Google it later. No, you should Google Google okay. this later. <laughs> uh, so this is this is our podcast. This is a, a Formula One podcast. So we should do the introduction, uh, and then and then I'll get back to my nonsense. Welcome to the F1 Files, folks. It's, yes, oh, it's the F1 it's Files. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Welcome to I the got F1 it. Files, the po- the podcast is... where two uh, lifelong best friends talk about Formula One and its general growth yep. in the United States of America from the perspective of American fans. Uh, uh, so, Damn. sorry, yeah. who, who are you? You're yeah, one of the hosts. I'm one of the hosts here. My name is Corey Willis. I'm an actor, uh, improviser, writer, comedian out here in Hot Streak, Los Angeles, California, uh, a.k.a. the town of streaks and heats. Uh, who, who, who are you? What's <laughs> up? This is John Lepore. I'm a creative consultant who's designing the future for film, technology, and automotive. And I'm a big old Formula One junkie, and I'm excited to be here uh, talking F1 and other shenanigans with you. Speaking of shenanigans, sorry, you were were unfolding some shenanigans. Oh, I was just saying it was, uh, it's hot. (laughs) It's hot. (laughs) That's all. It's, It's hot, so I got some more wine because I'm still on my wine kick. Uh, trying to reset my gut and reset my my entire system by putting a different poison in my body than beer, which I did also have a couple of beers last night. I did I did a comedy show last night. I did a, oh. a show called The Garage Show. It's a, a friend of mine has a place out here in Eagle Rock, and it's quite literally his garage. And uh, did some did some improv out there, and it was it was very fun. Watched some stand up comedy. Watched a musical act. I ate some barbecue. No, I mean not barbecue. It was like it gr- amazing grilled stuff. Yeah, Jeremy's parents were there. They they grilled. Uh, it was. It, this felt very very similar to like our gatherings, John, where it's like just a bunch of rowdy people and then some parents are there too. <laughs> it was, it yep, was great. Yep, yep. Uh, so, I love it. I love it. Yeah. It sounds wonderful. Yeah, it was it was very very fun. Uh, but I I did have some beers last night. Now I got that wine. I got that summer water, that rosé, uh, because I wanted to watch the race today, uh, and and I also got 
I got my COVID booster. I got my COVID booster. I was gonna I was gonna try and push Good. past this is these are th- that's you. I was trying to separate that as much from calling it shenanigans as is humanly possible. because uh, mm, it's mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it's not shenanigans at all. It's, 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 a very, it's the most serious of business. Like, yeah, yeah. So I got that. So you, you got me for another like few hours before my arm before the fully... booster sets in and uh-huh. uh yeah. Uh huh. Yep. The arm is yep, already yep. a little like, hmm. When did I get like? Did I sleep on that funny? Uh, so I'll be uh I'll be comatose by by tomorrow. By the time people are yeah, you get to, to this. you get to rent COVID uh, mm-hmm. tomorrow, basically uh, with yeah. that with that booster. Nice. Yeah. Well, good luck. Good luck Thank through you. that. Thank you. Uh, I'll be I'll be thinking of you. Let me know. <laughs> let me know how it goes. Let me know how so you ride again. out that. Uh, I felt like I'd prepare my system by putting poison. Yes, in. yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's good. God, uh, get no. your yeah, get your system all ready. I'm having a little uh, single malt myself, uh, which is which I'm having along with a huge amount of uh, Halloween candy that I just stuffed into my face, uh, yeah. just as my little I, I, my little pre-show that. That a... rev up. Yeah, what was it's, what was that? Was something that, that I, I'm like not familiar with. Maybe? It's it's a it's a sour punch, which is like oh. a uh, it's like a like a Twizzler shaped sour thing. Okay, little little yeah God. yeah little little sour lasso. Uh, but otherwise, I was thinking about this the other day. Candy is not like evolved since we no. were kids. No, no. Since no. we were kids, like literally, like, and I felt like all the stuff that we had when we were kids, like most of it was kind of new, like Sour Patch Kids, yeah, uh, yeah, Atomic, Atomic Fireballs, yeah, 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 the Warheads, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Warheads wow. and stuff like that, yeah. and like even like Skittles and things like that. Like, I mean, yeah, sure, like a Hershey's bar was around for the previous generation, but from. From my generation now to my kids, it's all the same exact stuff. And it's like none of it is like drastically evolved. I'd say the the biggest evolution I've seen in candy is that they like started putting pretzels in chocolate bars now. And it's like, wow, look at that. We're putting Mm, pretzels mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. chocolate Uh, because they were doing cookies and cream. That was around, uh, you know, when we were around this. Your, Your Reese's, your peanut butter and chocolate, your... Your extra weird little crispy things and like you know the the Nestle's Crunch, uh, yep. and then they were like, "Well, I guess we got nothing else. Let's just start throwing <laughs> trail mix <laughs> into candy bars." So I imagine mm-hmm. they'll there'll be like craisins eventually in some sort of uh, some sort of chocolate mashup, like a trail mix bar. Yeah, gross. Uh, All right. So Corey, this, I'm starting to feel like we're about, I'm st- I'm starting to feel like we're like intentionally avoiding talking about the yeah. Mexico Grand Prix that unfolded yeah. uh yeah. just a few hours ago. Um Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to yeah. kind of fire at you just kind of at a high level like what I see as like the the takeaways of the race or the things that I think yeah. we should yeah kick around a little bit. Um mm-hmm. there's not not that much. Um yeah. The race yeah. was kind of Weird. a snoozer. Makes me makes me sad anytime to say that because I think of myself before being a fan of any particular driver or team, I think of myself as a advocate and steward for the sport as a whole. 
And so Absolutely. it bumps me out any time to say that like this is kind of a snoozer of a race. Yeah, um, not as much. A little bit of a snoozer of a like. race. Yeah, yeah. We there was there was some you know potential like you know light at the end of the tunnel that never came through. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some. Uh, awesome driving from driver of the day, Daniel Ricardo. That I'd say that was maybe the highlight of the day, John. As yeah, far as I'm concerned, I think so. I yeah. think so. Um, keep going. Yeah, what else? What else you got? Uh, there's now a mariachi themed variation of Brian Tyler's Formula One theme song, which is also still still kind of. It's settling in really good on me, yeah. But it's been it's been pretty weird for the last few years that this sport has a theme song, like like yes. that the sport itself made its own theme song. Like I think of like the NBA on NBC had its own theme song composed by John Tesh, uh, of course, uh, back in the back in the day. But that was like that was like the the broadcast network you know, doing something to amp it up. But the fact yeah. that like Formula One was like, we need our own anthem that basically plays on loop uh over the course of of an event. Like it's almost like when when you go to a race, you hear that song perpetually over and over again, like in the way that you hear a song at like Disneyland or something. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah. I I actually, I actually thought the mariachi uh variation of it kind of delightful i can come I back to, was, i could do i could do a half hour on this i could i could i could go on and on but that yeah, was that was did, something that caught my <laughs> very limited felt, attention it felt really really nice it was like a nice surprise and they usually like border on jeremy clarkson-esque like offensive stuff when they mm-hmm. go to mexico or in south america yeah. like when they go to brazil uh, that there's some borderline like, all right, you are still very British and you're kind of laughing at the natives. Like that's the, the tone that it takes. And this, for the first time, I'd say last year, it started to not feel like that when they went to Mexico. I was like, oh, there's actually some like reverence for the sport. There's some reverence for the culture and appreciation mm-hmm. for the fandom here. Uh, and But there's still... You know, uh, at least once per per day, uh, a broadcast gets signed off uh, with like a oh, now it's time for some tacos and a tequila, and it's like you need to shut the fuck up, like don't say that, you Brits, uh, don't say that. It sounds bad when you say that, or when uh, Rosanna Tennant signs off with an adios uh, instead of adio mm-hmm. uh, or adios or even like any pronunciation of that but she just has the most posh british accent so when she says it yeah i don't mean to single her out uh i'm not trying to start another feud with another broadcaster (laughs) all right so that's Ah, that's something yeah that's something we gotta circle back to yeah we'll come back Um, to that (laughs) we've got i kind of want to bleep his name i kind of should i i feel like i should bleep his name just because (laughs) i want to because it sounds it sounds funnier because people it's so easy to figure out who this person is uh but i 
no, you know what? No, I'm going to, uh, I'll leave his name in. It's great. All right. All right. We'll circle back to that though. We'll circle back. Maybe you give us your thoughts later uh, about us. I, 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 I like, I love it. I love yeah. it. All right. I love all right. It so much. Um, all right. Uh, what else so, we got? Uh, yeah. Sergio Perez's dad is yes. hilarious at all times uh, around uh, around the the track. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, let's see, uh, oh, some some broadcasting drama circling around Ted Kravitz. Did you catch any of this? Uh, I did not around Ted Kravitz. Okay, uh, we can come. We can come I, back to it. But I know yeah, through uh, the, around Sky, the yeah. Will Buxton uh, and no, 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 no. This Brundle is a total thing that this, happened. This last is a totally yeah. yeah, yeah. That's so. that's that's fake news. This is yes. okay. Yeah, this is slight. This is probably only ten percent less fake. Oh God, uh, but what we'll, happened? We'll, we could talk about the. We could oh. talk about the Ted Kravitz drama and uh, uh, with Red Bull versus Sky Sports. Okay, um, pretty fun. And then uh, the the last thing that I've got on my list is cost cap drama has basically run yeah. its course. We have the final result yeah. of it, and I think we yeah. should we should touch on that. Um, yeah. So between that and then your your own beefs uh, that <laughs> that are a... sizzling beautifully. Um, is there anything else that I is there anything else that I've missed that we should we should touch um, on? Uh, I don't think so. Other than the announcement of Audi, who has come mm. out and said mm-hmm. they are they are fully. They're fully backing Sauber, uh, yeah. so Alfa Romeo is going to be dropped as a. Uh, they're not even. They're they're basically a commercial sponsor. They don't really bring any yeah. engineering or anything to the team. They just bring badging and like their merchandise. Which n- no offense to Alfa Romeo, but it's not. No, it's it's a it's a sponsorship. Uh, yeah. It's not a it's not a factory team by any means, and it's and it's kind of exactly. cool because there's a legacy of Alfa Romeo in like ancient formula one um exactly yeah yeah Yeah. it's it is it's just a sticker uh and to me super exciting that audi is so yeah all in it like the level of commitment that audi is making and that i'm and i'm really hoping that we see porsche porsche fold back in but to me that's yeah that's super exciting that we, for the first yeah. time in a very long time, have manufacturers reapproaching the sport, going all in, saying, "I want a team. We want to make our own power mm-hmm. unit." That's awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. That's that's the biggest thing. And they've they've also come in and said they want to make their own power unit and they want customer teams. So that is massive yeah. because the only. Yep. The only other teams that have customer teams are Ferrari and Mercedes. Uh, so if we can get a manufacturer that also has customer teams in there, that's going to really create some like fascinating engineer uh, engineering advancements and like a lot of trickery, a lot of shenanigans uh, between uh, junior or customer teams or sister teams, uh, putting all those in scare quotes uh, because they are all kind of the same <laughs> thing, even though they try to use language to separate them and don't share data, but do share facilities and all that. So it, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens there because now that 
there's like blood in the water for for other people to get involved and now since red bull and porsche kind of fell out there's this idea of like well porsche could partner with andretti motorsports to buy alpha tauri and especially now that that uh dietrich's gone that's like that's definitely there's going to be a changing of the culture at Red Bull Racing, yeah. and I think Alpha Tauri is going to pretty quickly become uh, a like, hey, so does anybody want this F1 team <laughs> that like we don't really want to mm-hmm. support or let use our testing? Yeah, facilities th- there's going to be someone someone so, else that comes into charge is debriefed and is like, I'm sorry, you said we have two Formula One teams. That's uh, that's yeah. what we're doing, which is was so. That's what made Dietrich so legendary is this man founded and whole operated. hog any anything. Yeah, just went all in on it. Two like he went yeah, and built yeah. two teams. Like people don't come in and build two teams. That's not a thing. I mean, th- th- that just wasn't a thing. Um so the fact that like he did that and the team was a race winning team. It wasn't just like a team that they were like, eh, you know, this is where we kind of give our leavings to or like we rotate staff to even though they did kind of do that with drivers they wouldn't necessarily do that with the engineering teams and the mechanics they would keep them kind of siloed off so that they could develop within their own programs so that's something that we're losing and i think that that is maybe opening the door for porsche to make a deal with andretti to get in uh to to f1 in some way maybe through a a purchase of of a, of a team who knows i uh, hope so i hope so i think that yeah, would be I, beautiful that's I, yeah me too um but i think that just about covers everything that it was on my radar for this week uh so oh, all right so um, we went through i uh, we can talk about it we'll talk about it at the end we'll talk about it at the end um, there's, there's something I, w- I want to, I want to rotate back to, uh, to talk about, um, okay. cause we'll get into it. We're going to talk about Merck. We're going to talk about Mercedes a whole lot. So, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about this towards the end. Uh, something right. very cool, so, very interesting, but yeah. Oh, oh, so let's, yeah. uh, let's yeah. jump into the cost cap and I don't want to, I don't want to burn too much energy on this because we've been mm-hmm. talking about this a lot and i i will say it sort of reached a somewhat disappointing conclusion um yeah. it came out that red bull spent it was what it was like the equivalent of like 1.8 million over their cost cap the yeah. penalty so, just just yes. one set i we before we even get into this i feel like there's like a big old qualifier that needs to to go into this mm-hmm. there are so many numbers involved in this and i think part of the thing that is leaving such a bad taste in my mouth uh and just like that i keep kicking around is they keep swapping back between pounds and dollars and <laughs> those two amounts are not equal they're not equal even though they're equal now or more equal now because the currency market in britain fell when this money was spent 
the currency was not equivalent. So there's a 1.86 million pounds overspent. But they're being fined $7 million. So it's Mm. like, wait a second. So mm, that's not the same. That's not the same. That isn't the same. Uh, So, and then they keep being like, whenever they reference like how much they spent, like, oh, they spent this much on his royal majesty's, his majesty, uh, royal majesty's uh, tax, whatever, Um, that, that, uh, the, the tax credit that they applied like they swap that back over to dollars when they paid it in pounds. So what's going right. on here? Why do we keep switching the language? This feels like a lot of people, no one, I haven't heard anyone else kind of talk about this or be like, Hey, can we just get like the same numbers <laughs> along the way here? So as far as I don't know the exact exchange rate, but it was about one and a half times uh, at the time of the cost cap. So when they say 1.86 million pounds, they are saying about $3 million. So let's, let's, yeah, I I just want to, I just want to try to make the language a little more realistic when we're, when we're talking about it. And I don't want to convert everything to pounds because I don't know what that conversion rate is. I just don't, John, quite frankly. Um, So sorry, go ahead. They, I mean, such is, such is like when you're overseas you sort of like invent your own half-baked formula for the currency exchange that's yes. never accurate and you Ever. just sort of loosely run it through your head and just are like well whatever i'm on i'm on holiday i'm just going to burn some money anyways <laughs> and it just all becomes meaningless to you yeah. um as yeah. as it does down at at red bull um all right mm-hmm. so uh there's the financial penalty that they have Mm -hmm. to pay and then what is their wind tunnel reduction so they have a reduction on their wind tunnel use of 10 percent which will be a compound um it's it's a 10 percent reduction on an already reduced rate because the world's championship the world constructors champions so they have like i think it's a they only get 60% of the wind tunnel allowance uh, or they only get 70% of the wind tunnel allowance because they won the constructors championship. Oh, as like so a handicap. A... I, I didn't realize that was even a, a factor. That's fascinating. Yeah. And yeah. the idea being that this time in the wind tunnel is like mega valuable to extremely these teams valuable. in the development yes. of their, yes. of their car and allows them uh, presumably more revisions of their aerodynamic strategy, which may be, you know, the single most influential component in the performance of a car. Yeah, I think I heard something that it, it is, this this penalty is equal to about 40 hours in the wind tunnel for Red Bull next year. So they will lose okay. 40 hours of use of the of their wind tunnel on top of the already reduced wind tunnel allowance because they're the world constructor champions. So it's I think honestly it's not nothing. It's not nothing. It's not nothing, but it's not devastating in the way that it sh- yeah, probably yeah. should have been. 
right? Not probably. It should have been. Look at Russ Braun's language when he talked about the cost cap. It was, if you violate it, you lose championship. Like, you lose a championship. That's it. That was it. That's the language that was used by the president of F1. So why, where's, why so, is there a disconnect? You know? Uh, so quite frankly, it pains me to say this because I, you know, the moment all of this controversy came up, my number one emotional priority was seeing the championship handed from uh, Red Bull and Max Verstappen, rightly as it should be, to yeah. Lewis Hamilton. Yes. Um, uh, more than, less because of, to me, less because of the cost cap and more just because of the whole Abu Dhabi 2021 travesty that I'll, I'll yeah. probably never get over. Um, yeah. But uh, it probably, he says. It, it pains me. It pains me to say that looking at it, and also one of the other things that I understood came up in this, which I am totally certain was just like because of the scrutiny of this in this aftermath of the controversy, mm -hmm. they actually did even better accounting than they did the first time around at the team. But yeah. it turned out that they had like blown some sort of like credit or something that they could have leveraged or could have used. And that in theory, if they had their books even more ironed out, they would have actually been, uh, about 50% less, you know, over that cost cap. And to me, yeah, this, it, it this exceedance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, th this exceedance say it came down to like $400 or, so, or $400,000 or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to me, we're getting, you know, we're floating around. They've exceeded 1%. And mm -hmm. that, that ain't nothing. And it is something that uh, this is I'm going to remove this from the theory of like you need to make an impact in this ruling to make sure that nobody else ever does this again because it is it is a big danger. But I will say to me it feels less malicious on Red Bull's part that they yes. have – you know, only exceeded by like a decimal um, yes. of this of this intended amount, and you know, p potentially could have even just been some like mixture of like sloppiness and arrogance that got them to this point, as opposed to like let's you know let's blow the doors off this and sneak an extra five million dollars worth of development yeah. into into our car, and so. With with all that said, and 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 that, and I'm also just like I just you know, I feel like it's just like at this point it's just like a argument with my wife, and I'm just like let's just let's just move on, let's just like we sure. don't have to keep yeah. I'll yeah I'll I'll take I'll, it's all on me I'll take it whatever it is what it is. <laughs> uh, well, I'm I sorry I that it's to... this way. Let's yeah. There's there's one thing that I will say that it will further back up your reasoning when you're in this argument, which was it was 
revealed and uh, not revealed like it was some sort of wild thing but through through like looking back and uh, as a retrospective right zach brown's letter was like we had a mm-hmm. year to test this out we had a year to give this a trial run right there's yeah. no reason why anyone should have gotten this wrong you had all of 2020 uh and 2021 was the year that it went into effect yet all of 2020 that you could have been looking at this and I was like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. There's no excuse if you had the, the whole year to look after yourself and do give it one shot. Uh, and it turns out that uh, out of all the teams that could have done a test run of the cost cap, there's one team that did not do a trial run of the cost cap, John. Do you know what team that was? Can you guess which team that was, <laughs> John? Uh, right, it was the John John Players Special Lotus team. Uh huh. Uh huh. Was that it? Yeah, HRT no. it was HRT that didn't it was do HRT. Ugh. So yeah, so they. This is it's such uh uh, and this is one of the reasons why I am so anti Christian Horner is he plays the victim all of the time and he puts himself in the situation where he can claim to be the victim because of course he had ample time to figure this out but if he didn't do a trial run then of course this was kind of his trial run so if you made a mistake on the first time you did it you know we're always trying to build we're always trying to be better right like that's him that's what he says right and uh mm-hmm. so he's using the situation of his own negligence as like the justification for continuing to be a little bit negligent like tee hee hee negligent i didn't mean to screw up i'll do better next time you know when i catch up to everyone else i didn't have the same opportunities to try like everybody else and it's like dude you did you 100 percent did mm-hmm. uh and then also him going accepting signing a breach agreement signing an agreement that ultimately said you screwed up bro you, in essence, cheated. And then continuing to demand an apology from everyone who says that they cheated. It's like, motherfucker, yeah. you signed. You signed a piece of paper that said you cheated. You don't get to say people are slandering you when they're just saying the thing that you did. That is that is not okay. That is some victim sh- and you're just too good at it. And it makes me dislike your whole team i I don't want to dislike red bull i they're an amazing organization with a beautiful story like a true underdog story so if anything i'm like i want to be fans of you but when you've got a horse's ass running your organization and undermining your ability to maybe even bring portion right this is i can only i uh, this is pure speculation but I have to imagine that Christian Horner blew that deal. Like he absolutely was the stick in the mud in that situation. Uh, I'm speaking in absolutions, and I have no, 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 no valid knowledge or <laughs> info to back it up. But I, if we know Christian Horner, yeah, John. I, mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I believe it. All right. Well, let's uh, segue into a, a related story, mm-hmm. which is uh, you may have noticed during the race this weekend 
we didn't hear from Christian Horner on the pit wall. No. And that is because Max Verstappen and Red Bull have said that they are cutting off any access to Sky Sports based on the fact that I guess uh, during, and I did not catch this, but I guess at after last weekend's United States Grand Prix during the episode of Ted's Notebook, mm-hmm. Ted uh, made a very clear statement about Abu Dhabi of last year and explained mm. that, you know, Lewis was, was robbed. Yes. Um, right, rightfully so. Which um, these are facts, folks. I mean, you can be mad at this, but these are facts. That it, it, The FIA itself admitted that they messed up, and it's just... That is the truth. Yeah, that's the truth. I, Sorry. And I, I love, I love uh, Ted Ted Kravitz uh, for being a straight shooter. For mm-hmm. being like, I feel like he's always like the awkward stepchild of the Sky Sports broadcasters. But he's yeah. so he's so good at what he does. Uh, yeah. Even though he's like, I don't know, he's he's just there's something just a little little there's something off a little that off makes yeah. him perfect for for doing exactly what he does he seems Um, like the guy that like maybe they did at one point they let him in the broadcast booth and this was still back when like murray walker was like uh uh it was still calling races uh and murray was like hmm I don't like that guy. And they were like, okay, he'll yeah. never be back, Murray. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, we'll, so we'll never bring him something in Something about that boy ain't right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Uh, but, yeah, that's uh, – keep going. Let's hear – I want to hear more. What, what did Ted – what did he do? So, and Ooh. then phase phase two was, I guess, uh, when Red Bull had their press conference, which was, what, last Friday when the uh, – when yeah. the the ruling came out, Red Bull held. I mean, it was yeah. Uh, this past Friday, it was it was just a few days ago, John. It feels yeah, yeah. It feels yeah. like forever ago, but it was Jesus. just yeah, barely three days ago. <laughs> and uh, Crofty put the spurs to Christian Horner and was pushing oh. him pretty pretty hard on like, you know, Christian, how do you explain this? as not cheating when the whole point of this rule, like, you know, how do you just like tell me in plain English how money does not equal an advantage and that that is not something that you and your team benefited from and just was very, very direct and gave him like basically the hardest line of questioning of any press I love British media for this. There there are some people, mm-hmm. some reporters and journalists within British media who are just so good at this. Uh, we have like Ronan Farrow who does investigatory stuff yeah. and exposes people in book form and every once in a while in like very soft-spoken interviews about the person. But I love when someone like this gets there, a hold of somebody. There's something about the oh. British politeness that mm-hmm. I think requires them in these situations to dig down so deep to make sure that everything that they're saying is not even 1% subjective and is yes. just purely like, I just, you know, like I'm just going to state several facts in yep. a row and you have to tell me if you agree with them being facts or yeah. not. And that was basically, that was basically what, what he did 
uh, there wasn't really. I much saw a clip of say. that. I saw that. Like, yeah. I didn't watch the interview because uh, interview. I didn't watch the press conference because I cannot. Yeah, stand I, 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 who, who wants to? Yeah, who wants to? <laughs> like, who wants I to heard sit the words through that groveling. Yeah, Christian Horner called a press conference, and I was like, no, thank you. So I'm glad that I didn't watch, but I did catch that clip of Crofty. I just, it was, and it wasn't even the response of Christian. It was just Crofty going down that, or not Crofty, uh, Ted Kravitz just going uh, right at him like that and just asking the very deliberate, like. No, that, uh, the press conference, I think it was Crofty. Oh, that was, was Crofty. Was, okay. Yeah. Oh, great. And it was, and it was uh, Kravitz. Uh, during just the during uh, after yeah after the Austin race and so that was it they they uh there was some sort of like informal statement that was made that was like ah oh, we're we're not gonna be you know we we don't appreciate their slander and we're not gonna be you know communicating with them until uh you know uh it wasn't even until further notice I think it was like in indefinitely. Of course, definitely. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought, oh, what a I, I thought that was a pretty, yeah, that that was that was some quality Karening happening, yeah, in the Formula One paddock, you know. That's you? so bad. It just it it it's the it's the idea of taking your ball and going home. It's yeah. the, it's it it reeks of that. It's just like guys, you can't you can't claim to be the rowdiest, edgiest, wildest, toughest group of people, and then the moment someone questions you on your clearly like questionable behavior, you get very thin skinned, and you're like, I can't believe mm-hmm. you would even ask me that. Uh, it is it just. Yep. It's it's a problem that exists in society uh, on on all ends of the hard, political hard spectrum. to imagine, but hard yeah. to imagine that coming up in the the very focused and intense and very serious and like particularly like engineering minded yeah. culture of Formula One until you see this mother <laughs> sitting on a horse. You know, with his like horse riding boots and and all that, and then all of a sudden yeah. you're like, oh yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, this all actually right, all checks uh, out. Yeah, let, let, let's uh, <laughs> let's let's oh god, let's try I, let's try and get let's try and get past this. Uh, yeah. We can. Well, so to <sighs> to, ba- to balance out uh, the the Sky Sports Loveathon here, um, I had a, a like the most, in my opinion innocuous uh, kind of like <laughs> tee hee hee moment on Twitter <laughs> where I was just I don't I have a problem with uh, Karun Chandok I have a problem with the way that he cl- like clearly does not like Mercedes and Toto Wolf like there's there was clearly something in that has happened where they just don't Karun does not like Toto. Whenever you hear him mm-hmm. even say Toto's name, there's this like stank on it uh, that like I just is it's just gross. Uh, and then also the way that he interacts with Christian Horner is so gross. Where it's like, dude, just go work for Red Bull. Just go. I mean, there was that moment in like Drive to Survive that like really solidified it for me, where it was like, yeah, give him hell. Like it was like, dude, you're a journalist. Don't yep. go. To like 
what are you doing? Don't do that. Uh, and I just I had I, I tweeted something out that was just very innocuous. Like, uh, I wonder if Red Bull part of Red Bull's cost cap violation included Karun's uh, salary. <laughs> And he, <laughs> I thought that was, I thought that was very fair. I thought that was, yeah, I thought that was yeah. fair. And, and to be honest, kind of a gentle jab. It's, especially when you look at the replies to that tweet, it's like a ton of people. And maybe he went through and blocked them all, but like he, it was just like so many people being like, wow, dude, it took you less than 10 minutes to tweet something out uh, in, like, defense of Red Bull's behavior mm-hmm. and in, like, almost condemnation of the FIA for even daring to <laughs> to sanction them in any way. And, like, that's, like, so many replies. Uh, and then he just wrote no and did a couple of stupid emojis and then blocked me. Uh, <laughs> I was like, okay, dude, fine, fine. Uh, Corey, I'm so goddamn proud a... of you for being blocked by Karun Chandok. Uh, yeah, without even yeah. like you didn't even uh, you know uh, tag him in the post or anything. No, like, no, I, it was yeah. a quote tweet. Which yeah. look, the guy is I don't know how many followers he has. Uh, I know that I don't have that many followers. And sometimes I'll get quote tweeted and I don't even look at the quote tweet because I'm like, oh, it's from someone I don't know or or I'm just not on social media that day or that cycle or whatever. And I just don't pay attention to it. Uh, for So for him to like <laughs> go through his quote tweet, because that's also retweeted a whole bunch and quote tweeted and replied to. So he must have been going through every single interaction on that tweet and just getting angrier and angrier at what he was seeing. And maybe my little my uh my baby brother ish style ribbing just really got to him and he blocked me but uh i mean well so long, Karun. we no, don't no, we don't no. take that kind of activity lightly here <laughs> at the f1 files and uh. karoon chandok i want to let you know that you are now formally blacklisted from appearing yeah. on the F1 files as a as a guest yes or even yes. as a potential sponsor yeah and that yeah. that blacklisting is indefinite do you hear us karun you blew your chance buddy also, um, keep doing a good job designing racetracks because, like, you're actually a pretty talented uh, racetrack designer. So keep that up. Uh, but uh, everything else, you can just go kick rocks. I, I just don't. I have no interest in you. And I was so happy to not hear him on the uh, on the international feed on F1. <laughs> when I turned it on, I was like, oh, I don't want to hear Karun. I don't want to hear his voice. I don't want to hear his voice. This is before that even had like this is before i i tweeted that and got blocked i was just like i popped on free practice one and was like i don't hear him okay i think he might not be here this weekend <sighs> but, i don't i don't mind karoon chandok all that much yeah. i don't think that highly of him but uh cory thank you so much doing the lord's work great hey. great job buddy it's my pleasure i'll there we go uh, cheers cheers to that <laughs> what a, what a all jerk. right so uh it's uh i'm i'm enjoying that we've got 
so much random <laughs> side circus stuff to to cover here because the race itself really was uh, uh unlike yeah. uh yeah it, it, the race was pretty pretty bland pretty yeah. unexciting pretty yeah. uninteresting i will say uh despite this race being uninteresting i think the mexico grand prix is getting close to maybe the very top of the list of races mm-hmm. that I would love to attend in person. Yes. It yes. looks like such a amazing spectacle and event yeah. as a whole. I love that stadium section that they have. And it just, yeah. it did sound like even despite the fact that the race was nap time material, um, the fans that were there were so excited and enthusiastic and there was so much energy coming out of the stands of course that amazing like stadium section that they have at the track uh to me is is a huge draw there was uh a moment of of f1 doing the f1 thing where during the podium ceremony lewis gets handed the mic and you immediately hear the crowd just start booing like crazy because uh, it's a, yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. a i mean i i wasn't surprised by that at all uh but then they did the whole thing where they like cut the crowd noise and then yeah filtered yeah. out everything from lewis's mic except for his response and then piped in a fake crowd noise i didn't hear the loop point though this oh. time around i didn't hear the loop okay. point I, okay. i'll go back and listen again but i i remember oh boy the the loop that they no, tried there was to do a, in Italy was so bad. <laughs> was so there's bad. well, there's even there's oh. even footage of um, Sergio like like wagging his finger as like a no no yeah. no to the yeah. fans because they were so emphatically booing yeah. Lewis. And like that's yeah. when they chose to like splice the crowd noise back in. So it was this weird yeah. like oh, there's no way that Sergio walking between the crowd and lewis which that's not even possible because it's a stadium but like as the camera could see like him walking through the background there's no way that that convinced every person in that crowd to be like oh we should be respectful we should definitely (laughs) no 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 i mean and and it's it's a smart it's a it's a smart move and i don't think it's like a a fake kind of thing that they have made an effort in the last season and a half to pipe in uh, distinct crowd noise during yeah. the race, I think that's I think that's a wise move. Yeah, it's a part of every other broadcast sport. And you could be like, no, there's going to be an isolated microphone, uh, you know, at home base that only hears the sound of the the bat hitting the ball. But no, you pipe in crowd noise because it yeah. enhances the, the experience. experience, right? And yeah. they're they're doing that more, and I'm I'm glad that. They are. I think that's good. But yeah, it, it definitely means that they have like dedicated microphones to pick up crowd noise and then they can just be like, okay, mute that when they're shouting racist obscenities. Exactly. Or, or whatever, yeah. Because you know? there's like, no, yeah. I mean, there's just no way that that wasn't what was happening. Like there were booze and then I'm sure just a lot of awful things being shouted. And the nature yeah. of the podium too is it's a stadium. So it's like, you know, yeah. it's way bigger than just grandstands or a, a start-finish straight. It's you're surrounded by towering uh, groups of fans who are all concussively yelling and chanting. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't shocking to me. It made me laugh. It did make me laugh. 
and of course, Lewis handled it very elegantly. Absolutely. He did like a phenomenal job in just being like, you know, I, st- I do love coming here and the fans are just incredible and I love this place. But if <laughs> I, 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 I'm not going to, and I'm sure someone will do it. I, I'm not going to do this because F1 does a phenomenal job of taking down every single thing that I post or I've tried to post any like clip of anything. Uh, but I, I hope someone goes back in and like pipes back in the booze and you just get to hear Lewis trying to like, right, right. To li- so we can actually, boo, yeah. boo. <laughs> I think the fans here are the absolute boo, boo yeah. the absolute <laughs> best. You boo. suck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I do want to, I would love to see that. That sounds like very, very funny. Um, Maybe like Vic Berger can do that and splice it up and not get it taken down. But I, I um, love it. Um, so uh, s- sidebar: We did see uh, Lewis throwing a little shade this week on. Uh, yeah, what was the Alonzo thing? I I didn't. I only saw the tweet, but I don't know what okay. it was in reference to. What? Yeah. So Alonzo Alonzo made a statement uh, t- in some interview uh, where he said. It was something along the lines of, I think Max's two championships mean more and are more significant than any other driver's multiple championships out there, you know, including Lewis's seven championships. Like, and it was, and he, and it, I was trying to make sense of it. And I actually, I was reading the transcript of it and I couldn't even read it like as going one particular way or another. It was sort of meandering, rambling along the lines of like, well, you know, uh, because Max was, it wasn't that he was only competing with his teammate. He was actually scrapping with other, you know, talented teams and other drivers and right. these other people that have won multiple championships. They just, you know, they had back when I won my two championships, I wasn't in the best car on the grid and blah, 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 blah and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, Lewis just posted a, just a, a no comment image photograph of, when he and Alonzo were teammates. Yeah. Yep. Driving the same exact car. Yep. And Alonzo's on the second place on the podium, and Lewis is in the first place on yep. the podium. And I thought yes. that was uh, indeed that was that was that was a little 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 more cheeky than I think we tend think to get these days from like, the just like... more elder statesman like. And it was like a thumbs up. It was like a thumbs up. And that's it. It was just like, okay, pal. Uh, I assumed, I assumed that that. Well, no, no, it's even in the photograph because it's the photograph. It's not just him standing on the podium. It's him reaching over and putting his hand on Alonzo's (laughs) shoulder, uh, you know, next to him. Oh, like a solid, like calm down, son. Just like a very British. I mean, listen, I love, I love, I love Alonzo and I still, you know, I'm just going to keep reiterating these days as he's in the, you know, twilight years of his formula one career, he has decided just to be an agent of chaos. And I take this. Did you see, did you see him retire? So when he retired the car, did you see the temper tantrum that he threw? So I saw, yeah, it looked like he went through an emotional roller coaster because I saw him super pissed off. I saw him like, (laughs) 
that way doing an angry fist pump yeah that they like played the back downwards, in slow motion the downwards like god damn it fist pump like both yeah. hands like i yeah. saw him oh. uh put his put his visor on the barrier wall and you know put his head like, down and whatnot his elbow, and yeah. then like and then he you know and then like within like 45 seconds he's also like patting his heart and pointing to the fans yeah and, you know uh, and, and whatnot oh god that uh. was i i i loved that moment and it was also the radio communication was something along the lines of just like it's happening again <laughs> it's like oh, oh it was it oh, was so it was, mad. it was what a year yes yes it was what a year which is like if if i if I screwed up a little bit and my wife in response said to me, what a year, what a I year. swear I don't have baggage. I swear I don't have baggage. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. she I love turned it. to me and then was like, <laughs> and was like, John, what a year. I would just be like, oh, God, I got to hold on. I got to take a moment and run through the catalog of things in my mind. Uh-huh. To, oh, oh God. Yeah, I just, yeah, I wrote down. Uh, he's pissed. <laughs> that was just, <laughs> just Alonzo engine retire. He's pissed. Uh, I'm my my surefire way of knowing whether it was like an extremely boring race uh, is if I'm taking notes. If I take notes and I'm like, okay. oh, I only have like one page of notes, then like the race was engaging. I didn't have time to like look down at my notebook and like yeah. do my dumb little shorthand that I've developed over. <laughs> almost a year of doing this now i'm like oh i need to like have like signals for like when someone pits like i circle the lap time uh, or i circle the pit stop time and then i circle what tire they went on so i can like very quickly look back at it and reference it during the podcast and i have like two and a half pages of that because this race was absolutely perfect for me i I made a pizza in the middle of it uh i was i I ground some coffee. Uh, it was amazing. I had a very, very productive afternoon while watching. I while folded so much wine. laundry yeah, while yeah, watching yeah. this race. Yeah. Oh, and I have like, yeah. you know, I, I said I have the earpiece in so I can hear Lewis's radio, especially in a competitive oh, race. Oh, right, like, right, do right, that. right. And just hearing like. So, so what updates. do you what do you do? You have you have two screens going. I have the whole time. I have three screens going. Uh, I oh have. God. I know it's it's ridiculous. I All have. right, hold on. Let's let's mm-hmm. let's save this because we should. When we've got some downtime or after the season comes to an end, we should do some sort of like the 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 perf- the absolute <laughs> yeah. flawless way to consume a Formula One race by Corey Willis. I want you to like walk us through it from like. The we'll menu to the to the slippers to the mm-hmm. multi display, yeah. you know everything. I may there may be some stuff that gets blurred out uh, in the video itself, um, <laughs> but 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 there's there's definitely I have I, I have because you are watching the race in the nude. Yes, uh, you said with robe and slippers, and I was like, no. Um, uh, now there's there's definitely. Uh, there's definitely a whole thing that I've si- <laughs> like situated. I quite literally, this is wild. Okay. Uh, this is what kind of <laughs> weirdo I am. I'm walking down the street doing something. I, you know, I like to go out for walks. I live in a nice neighborhood. It's beautiful. So I go out for walks and I'm walking back from this, this walk. It's almost dusk. 
and I'm a little bit sweaty because it was like nice out and I was kind of, you know, trying to get my steps in and be active. Uh-huh. And I see this little stool and I'm looking at it right now because I grabbed it off the street <laughs> and brought it into my apartment because mm-hmm. I was like, as you do, oh, this stool is perfect. And I like sad i like i like was (laughs) it's like the weirdo who's like oh i'm just gonna sit on a piece of furniture that's like out on the street in the middle of la and i like wiped it off like sat down on it and was like "Mm okay it's not good for sitting okay and then like squatted down adjusted the height of the stool and was like oh my god this stool would be perfect for me to put my notebook on while I watch Formula One races so I can easily reach over wow. and like b- like barely even have to look at where my notebook is. So I have a stool that I bring out once a week to watch a race and I never sit in it, but it's like a pristine uh, throwaway stool that I got off the streets in LA that I've wiped down and like sanitized, brought it to my apartment just for watching the race. So yeah, Ka- well, Karun, this is the man you're messing with. You yeah, stand dude. no chance. Yeah, dude. I don't care where just, you are, or what you're doing. Just, just walk yeah. away. I'm not giving any I, more flowers I, I, to I, Karun. I, you, Karun. You blocked me. <laughs> you're a pretentious brown noser of Christian Horner. I don't care about you, dude. Um, b- build all the racetracks you want. I'll never be able to afford to go to them anyway. So, uh, but yeah, it's uh it's a stool. I love it. Uh, and I use it only for taking notes for F1 races. Welcome to the F1 Files team, stool. <laughs> Street <laughs> yeah, stool. stool. You, yeah, You're part of the team now. Lubricate up your wheels so it's a little bit easier to pull you out from under my desk once a week. Uh, but the, the, the whole thing is, is I, if I take this many notes, it's a boring race. And this was, yep. unfortunately, yep, yep, yep. a boring race. Uh, yeah, if I was taking notes, my notes would have said uh, Martin Brundle makes awkward small talk with Will I Am, and then Max mm-hmm. Verstappen wins, and yeah. that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much yeah. it. Uh, I will say that it was it was really really cool to see Mercedes doing much better than expected, uh, and also to I was not so have... I was so disappointed that. Uh, George Russell didn't just take out Max Verstappen in the first corner. I was hoping for that <laughs> so bad. Was I was like, too. "This yeah. is <laughs> this is it. Do your do your thing. If you're gonna be that guy, George Russell, just do it when it counts. All right. I want to be like just send him. George. Yeah, you've been training all season for this moment. This yeah. is it right here, dude. You've even done it so effectively that you were able to take Carlos Sainz out of the race." Well, with doing like almost no damage to your own car, like, come mm-hmm. on, buddy, get it. Uh, I, I, it was his turn to sub in, uh, and he he didn't do the thing where he wiped the bottom of his sneakers, like he just didn't do that thing uh, when he went in to play like some hard man man to man defense. So like he just biffed it when when Max took off. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, I yep. mean that would have been great. That would have been great. Um. Yeah, anything else really sticking out to you? I, I have like a couple of things that I really that I, I mean, liked. Aus- but... Awesome to see Danny Rick hustling. You know, yeah. he yeah. Uh, he had a tangle, um, you know, got a penalty and yeah. still carved his way through the field. There was there was one moment where he passed two cars within about, you know, fifteen seconds. He was he yeah. was in attack mode. One of those cars was it... Fernando Alonso. 
yeah 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 yeah, this was a double alpine yeah 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 it was was impressive that was this is what folks if you haven't been watching formula one uh for long this is daniel ricardo this is one of the reasons why everyone loves him so much is because the way that you see him in the paddock not recently because he's been having a tough time and he's been showing it a little bit more but like this is who Daniel Ricardo is. He's vicious on the track, but he's all smiles in the paddock and he's all smiles in interviews and he's just so nice and endearing and wonderful and a character that even when he does do some scandalous <laughs> like retires Yuki Sonoda from the race, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and gets penalized for it, you're still like, he gets driver of the day. Like who retires someone yep. from a race and still gets driver of the day? That doesn't happen. That d- that's not like yeah. I can't remember the last time that's happened. Point. But still, and that's every- that's an excellent point. I love that. Um, oh, yeah, it, it was great. it was great to see, and it reminded me just seeing him in form. Um, it yeah. reminded me of the old, uh, I guess, the NBC broadcast days where they had uh, David Hobbs uh, yes. as one of the the American commentators, uh, actually an, an Australian himself, who mm-hmm. would call out every time that Daniel Ricardo was on the attack he would always say there he is Daniel Ricardo the last of the late breakers and, and would it, just like you know at the end yeah. of any straightaway he will outbreak any opponent go deeper yeah. and still get the most out of his breaks have this incredible sensitive touch and uh, and hold it together and so it was it was nice to see that and i felt like this was sort of you know I guess his swan song from May, it, Formula it very, One. Very well could be. Uh, but, they're, they're, I mean, this is the kind of thing, watching him race like this, I know he said that he doesn't want to go race for Haas. I know that that's like a thing that he's he doesn't – and it's not just Haas. It's that he doesn't want to race for a backmarker. And Haas, whether mm. they like it or not, they're a backmarker. So is Williams right now. They're both backmarkers. They're the ones with the potential open seats that Danny Rick could have gone to. And he was like, no, thanks. I want to be competing for wins. This is the kind of thing that, like, I would do – I would not – this if if we're going to lose Mick Schumacher – I would not be mad if Daniel Ricardo ended up in that seat next year. If oh, we can keep one of them, I'd be perfectly happy. Please, to, yeah, um, yeah. But there was also uh, a beautiful moment with uh, Zhou Guan Yu and Sebastian Vettel where they were battling. Yep, and yeah. it just this really this I think that specific moment in the broadcast was when it hit me that like this is this is kind of it. Like we're not going to see. We're not going to see Sebastian Vettel battling like this. Like, this is it. Yeah. I mean, th- this is one of the tracks that they were going to be successful at, especially when you see Mercedes succeeding. So it's like, okay, if Mercedes did well, then Aston Martin's also probably going to do fairly well. And I just don't see them doing well at Brazil or Abu Dhabi. I just don't. And yep. we're probably not going to see Vettel doing anything like this ever again and that's uh so it it, that got me like a little like oh man this is Mm -hmm. this is a special moment here um and there was a little bit of reverence that they gave to it but i i don't know if there was like enough paid to that like that moment of being like this dude is one of the most capable racing drivers out there and in the way that 
Fernando has always been really, really good, and it's so easy and fun to race with him. That's like the story of racing against Alonso is he's so good and he's so technical and he knows exactly what he can and can't do, but he's still an <laughs> Um Vettel is not. Vettel like is the same. He's yeah. really, really good, can place his car exactly where it needs to be every single time, will give you the space, yep. no more, no less, uh, will be respectful, but also he's a sweet and wonderful person and that is what we're we're not going to have that anymore we're losing that and i there's no one else on the grid like that there isn't um as much of a lewis fan as i am i'm still like he won't leave the space sometimes like he will he will make you run yeah. yourself off the road vettel doesn't do that like he just doesn't so mm-hmm. we're we're going to miss that um yeah any anything else uh pop up in in the race at all johnny I think that was pretty much it for me as the the takeaways. There were, you know, a few other little like mid-pack scrums and and Mm -hmm. whatnot that I saw unfold. But, uh, you know, otherwise it was for me, it was just like having this moment of like, oh, all right. You know, Lewis made his medium tires last pretty well. Um, Red Bull were out there on those softs. They burned through them. They switched to the mediums. Lewis went to the hards. Just wait until those mediums fall apart on the Red Bull, and Lewis is gonna they're gonna fall right into Lewis's hands and they're gonna he's gonna get around them and he'll finally get that win. Yeah. And of course it was just like, nope, I guess he could have just driven on the medium tires for yep. all 72 laps of the race. Like is no no difference. Yep. They were just fine either that or you know uh max and the red bull i think are very very good at managing their tires and holding on to them yeah so yeah especially you know, when props, they get lower props on to fuel. them great yeah exactly great you know great great job by them but yeah just was another like uh, of course they've got it all ironed yeah. out damn it oh. yeah uh, so I want to touch on, because we have not mentioned them, John, we haven't even mentioned them this entire hour we've been talking for. We have not talked about Ferrari. We have not talked about Ferrari once. Yeah. And there's a very good reason for that. Yeah. Uh, they finished, Leclerc finished a minute and five seconds behind Max Verstappen. Yeah. And Carlos finished like 55 seconds behind. So Ferrari... Oh boy, were they nowhere this weekend in like a very disappointing way in in like the saddest of Pagliacci. Like this is like Pagliacci when you're like, oh, oh no, this guy's actually really sad. Oh, the makeup yeah. makes it sadder? Oh no. Like that's <laughs> that was how Pagliacci showed up this weekend was just in that like, oh no, a sad clown is really just a sad man in face paint. Uh, and that that is what Ferrari looked like this this weekend. It was a sad man in face paint, just being sad, uh, being like, "Oh yeah, the droopy flowers because the flowers dead." Oh no, that's bad. Any anything from Ferrari stand out to you, Johnny? There there was some exciting Ferrari news this weekend. Um, it's mm-hmm. just that it had absolutely nothing to do with Formula One. Uh, did mm-hmm. you see their new Le Mans um, hypercar 
that they will be running uh, next season. Gorgeous. The Ferrari, so Ferrari is four nine nine P. Yeah, they're, they're entering, yeah. and I, and I think this is a new class at, at Le Mans. It's not quite. I want to say it's a notch down from the prototypes. I might be wrong. Correct me if I'm completely missing the mark there. I be- but it, there's it is a, a hyper car class. class. Yeah. yeah. It's a hyper yep. car class. And uh, they they basically, it sounded like it's like a mixture of like personnel from their GT program and even maybe some people that they're pulling downwards from Formula One. Uh, to yeah. put together this uh, Ferrari 499P, which is absolutely beautiful. You have to take a look yeah. at it. Look up the pictures of this thing. It looks Usually, spectacular, and I feel like it's the, the first time I've seen one of these prototype racers that yeah. feels properly yep. like almost like a little futuristic, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. They usually They usually have that look of like, wait, is this from this decade or is this from like 30 years ago? Like that's what prototype cars mm-hmm. look like. It's such a weird yeah. misnomer when like you're like, oh, prototype race cars. It's like, no, 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 no. They all look weird like they're from the like early 90s is what – because that was when engineering kind of realized exactly what they needed to do <laughs> to make those cars perfect. Mm-hmm. And they did. Uh, but they were not – they're not aesthetically pleasing. Uh, even to someone who loves – kind of like looking at engineering as its own beauty like i'm still like oh yeah prototype cars look are they're like huge and bulky and like weird and swoopy and i just don't uh, they're unappealing they're all they're all engineering first you know and yeah. it's just like they're, like they're almost a brutalist in a certain way yeah yeah um i'll but i'll be super stoked gorgeous. to see uh see this thing out on track uh it, it sounds like they're gonna run it for the first time at sebring in march Ooh. so there's a little ways to go before we'll see this hit the track but i i think it'll be fun to see it out there and fun to see even like this whole new class yeah uh in the mix and see what what that drives out like it almost looks like a boat like it looks and i I don't mean that in like a i mean that in like a very good way like it looks like the most beautiful version of the underside of a boat like this perfect sculpting like it's exactly yeah 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 it doesn't look like a big bulky like top heavy it's like the slick like the slick they didn't shape it in a yeah they didn't shape it in a wind tunnel they shaped it in a waterfall that's uh that'll be that'll be the commercial yes. that I'll, I'll oh, make for it. God, um I all right. It. Uh in other racing series news, it pains me to mm-hmm. do this, but I got to bring up something else that happened in racing today. Did you see Ooh. this NASCAR insanity that unfolded today? Oh. Yes. Yeah, I caught <laughs> I caught a, a couple of social media posts about it. F- going full video so, game style. Oh, so oh, this Ross, is great. Ross Chastain, I don't even know where the race was. I think it was Martinsville uh, NASCAR It's one of the race. short tracks. So it's, yeah, so the, NASCAR does short track ovals, uh, and they're very short and very uncomfortable. Uh, I mean, they, they premiered the new NASCAR at a short track race that they had inside of the Staples Center at, in LA. Right, so right, to right. like, yeah, 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 like that's the size of a short track. It is 
small. Uh, they took out all the seats that you normally see in the Staples Center next to like the court and like, was it the, the Staples Center but, or was it the the Coliseum? Uh, it was the Coliseum. The, sorry, not not the not the Staples Center. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, like the football the 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 football stadium. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. the normal. I was going to say everyone see, in the everyone in the Staples Center would asphyxiate to death. Uh, yeah, the, uh, yeah, that would not in work. The NASCAR fumes. Uh, that, Absolutely would not work. But yeah, they took like we're all like the this not the seats, but like the staff and the teams and kind of like yeah, the support yeah. staff is uh in, in the stadium. That's what they raced on. So that's what Martin uh that's that's what this track uh l- looks like. Um or is approximate to. Oh and so so, cool. so homeboy on the last I guess the last like corner effectively yeah. of the race puts the hammer all the way down which will there's no way his car will stick to the pavement uh no. going this speed around this relatively you know tight for tight for NASCAR sort of short track bend yeah and so he just goes out along the wall puts his foot all the way to the floor and just the car washes out rubs up against the wall and he keeps his foot in it and just rides the wall all the way around passes i think five cars in a single corner and gets to the gets to the finish line and i mean this is insane and like everybody's i love that the universal uh the universal comment is just like yep he did the he did the video game move he did what you do yeah. in the video game. You're yeah. just like, oh yeah, I can I can bounce off that wall and still get around somebody. Apparently, yep. a few races back, this guy like went straight through a corner as well and was like heavily penalized for for doing yeah. so. This no penalty, which no. to me just means like the next race. Like if this was Formula One and somebody did that, the next race. Every single car on the racetrack would be like, would be okay, like, we're just going to yeah, ride every, the wall the whole way every through. Every car like, would show up with, like, weirdly, like, bolstered, uh, like, fairings yeah. on the side. You'd be like, wait, hey, don't do this. Why do, uh, yeah, why do you have was... rollerblade wheels on the side of your car? Why is, yep, that, yep. Why is that a thing? What's going uh, on there? And so, like, yeah. This was... Once, once this has gotten through, like, I feel like it's just like, yeah, a new, a new strategy has been unlocked. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like when, when drafting really became a thing. When you'd see, like, in NASCAR, right. the, all of a and sudden, the bump drafting. There was this, yeah. yeah, there was this big shift in, like, oh my god, you can use other people to like slingshot yourself uh if you tuck into their wake and kind of push them out of the way and then like they'll do the same thing for you and then whoever like box for yeah. whoever like whoever's up, the last know, in first, the musical chairs yeah yeah it's they just kind of benefit from oh. it so they're constantly being like oh we're gonna try it in this corner no no we should wait a little longer and try it in the next corner like it's there also there's something about nascar that is wild and again this isn't a nascar podcast there's something there's something you say that like there's like you know there's one particular ingredient about nascar that's a little off the rails um so it's i mean it's it's literally uh, that though john it's like everything about it is wild and i was like yeah it's like really rowdy and you know you're going around in circles for the most part on except for on like street tracks and like there's some like there's some strategy and there's tire strategy and there's engineering within the cars itself and everything and then 
I like watched someone talk about the way that you drive a NASCAR or like a stock car, and they were like, "Oh yeah, um, on the oval tracks, uh, the entire point is to never have all four wheels like touching the track. If you're if all four wheels yeah. are making contact, then you're going too slow. So they just from <laughs> That first straightaway in every race on those oval tracks, they are just drifting those cars for like 200 yeah. laps at like 200 plus miles an hour. Literally, they're just drifting those cars in a constant drift. Uh, but like making sure that the wheels make enough contact while they're on the straightaway to get them going quick enough so that they can enter the corner at a proper rate so that the car doesn't go into the wall like that. Uh, but this dude was like, oh, I'll just like let oversteer take me into the outside wall. I'm already perfectly parallel with it. And that this will be the quickest way around. I can't pass those four guys who are all sprawled across the inside of this corner. So I'll just pass them on the outside. <laughs> it was so cool. That was amazing. Uh, I mean, this is, yeah, kudos, this is such a kudos. sense. This is like, yeah, this is like, you know, leading topic on sports center tonight. You know, this is, uh, yeah. And I'm, should be. I'm curious. Justifiably to see. so. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Definitely justifiably yeah. so, and I'm only terrified for what else this uh, will kind of unlock in its wake. Yeah, yeah, this is keep it's it, gonna keep it coming, NASCAR. Yeah, let's let's see what you got. let's see what else you got, NASCAR. Uh, I'm waiting for the loop to loop. I'm waiting for the Hot Wheels loop to loop yeah. in a NASCAR yeah. race because that's it's coming, coming eventually. Uh, so all right. I'll take the fact that you don't want to talk about Ferrari at all, that you decided to talk about NASCAR. Yes. Yeah, uh, I'll yeah, take yeah, that as yeah. the, the fact that you were like, I have nothing to say about Ferrari. I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, all right. Well, John, uh, do you think the stock went up this week? Do you think the stock went up in, in F1 in this in this country, in the U.S.? Um, I'm going to say it it went you know it, it was spiking up from the austin grand prix i'm gonna say it hasn't mm -hmm. quite leveled out it's still going up just a little bit there's still a little bit of fallout uh, yeah uh lewis hamilton was on jimmy kimmel this past week um, yep i saw that i saw you that know, and and a whole number of other things and so i think there's still you know there's still Speaking a little as... bit of echo of the <laughs> speaking as an actor and as someone who literally teaches acting uh, Lewis, give me a give me a shout if um, uh, if you ever mm. if you ever want to like read lines or anything like that, I can mm. I can work I can work with you. I'd be happy to work with you uh, to get a true emotional performance out of you because um, I know that you do have the need for speed, but it was really hard to believe you when you said I've got the need for speed on Kimmel. Oof. Anyways, uh, <laughs> you're Lewis, you're great. You're great. And he knows it. He's like, I'm a producer. I'm not an actor. Uh, and then read it like a producer would read something. <laughs> uh, again, Lewis, hire me. Hire me. Um, so, yeah, I think the stock, uh, I it did go up. I think it did go up. I don't think it went. I don't think it's moonshotting. Uh, I think that mm -hmm. Austin was a big, big help. I think that woke people up for Vegas. And people are now starting to get really yeah. excited for Vegas. I know that those tickets go on sale like next week. Uh, and oh, wow. people were like, oh, they're, it's so expensive for a three-day pass to go. And the starting prices are like 500 bucks for like seats for the whole weekend, well, which is I mean, expensive. For, for F1, but that's, that's not, that, not bad. 
Yeah, yeah. So it was it was just weird to hear some people's response to being like, oh, the introductory price, oh, so I'm going to pay, what, 700 bucks for tickets to a race in Vegas? And it's like, y- yes. You don't... Have you ever been to Las Vegas? Like, that is not... $700 is not that much money in that town. <laughs> I mean, it really isn't. Uh, and especially to yeah. get entertainment for three days for 700 bucks, You're not going to get that anywhere else. So... Enjoy it, folks. Enjoy it. Uh, Come and buy up all of the hotel rooms in the Vegas Strip while the rest of this country is eating Thanksgiving. (laughs) Uh, uh, All right. Well, uh, anything else to uh, to kind of add to to this week's pod, Johnny? At all? Are you uh, you excited for Brazil? That gets most of it. Are you? It gets most of it out of my system. I'm excited for Brazil. We've got a week off. Um, mm-hmm. you know, which will allow me to collect myself. Uh, yeah. You know, to me, Brazil is just going to be the beginning of, I think, the farewells, you know, that we'll be doing for a few of our drivers, yeah. including Sebastian Vettel, um, yeah. Danny Rick, and and Mick. Uh, but, yeah, I think it'll be yeah. it'll be a fun race. We'll see we'll see what happens, but yeah, I'm keeping my my expectations pretty pretty tempered. And uh yeah, you know, we'll I have to still kind of rinse off the sleepiness of this race for me yeah. to be honest, like uh before I yeah, get too riled up for for Brazil, but I'm glad that there's a 2 week break cuz that means I'll be I'll be yeah. extra thirsty when we when we yes. come around to the race week. Yeah, I agree. Uh I think so the the last two things before we go. One, uh it was announced that Logan Sargent will be driving for Williams next year. Now this is uh a local this is our local. Mm. This is our mm-hmm. our yep. our driver yep. from the US. This is a man from Florida. Uh he's got some great media training. He's got some like he's solid. He was on uh, I think he was on like the pre-race show or or some or maybe the uh, preview, um, the weekend warm-up show. But he's he's a good dude. Seems like he's got a pretty solid uh, personality. Seems like he's got an interest in in this sport. And we do mm-hmm. need an, a, a driver from the U.S. in F1. Uh, the the market is too big for them to not do that. Uh, yep. That they've been doing that with every other country that you that F1 blows up in. Like they just have been. You yep. you get German drivers, uh, and you get a German fan base. You have a Japanese driver. You have a Japanese fan base. You have a Chinese driver. You have a Chinese fan base. You have a Thai driver. You have a Thai like it. Just this is how it works. Australian drivers, right? Like yep. so, it, it, we sh- there there is a need to have Mexican driver, an American driver. Uh, exactly, Sergio Perez. Look at the Mexican Grand Prix would not be what it is yep. today if Sergio Perez was not in Formula One. Right, like that was a big. We almost 100%. lost Sergio, uh, and uh, the Mexican yeah. Grand Prix. Can you imagine what it would have looked like if he hadn't gotten signed yeah. to Red Bull? It, it would be such a. They would be devastated. Uh, so I think it's important to have Logan Sargent, especially when we have a third Grand Prix in the United States this coming year. Uh, and then the last thing was, like the last radio message that Lewis and his team had. The last exchange is. Like, we're getting close. We're getting close, guys. We're almost there. And that, to me, felt so good and was just so promising, uh, especially going yeah. into Brazil after having a week to decompress, then going into Brazil. That is a race that Lewis has said for years 
that like he feels like he just has an extra tenth or two there because it feels like a home race for him. And my yeah. God, it, it is going to be a home race for him. That said, what I really, really need is for Jair Bolsonaro to concede the results of the election that just happened in Brazil. Lula da Silva just was elected president of Brazil this week, today. The elections happened today. So Bolsonaro has been a problematic figure, and he's been towing that fascist line of, like, I will not accept the results. So please, please... Accept the results, and Brazil, do not throw yourself into chaos. A week before, a Grand Prix shows up. I know that this is very selfish, but like I care a lot wow. about Brazilians and the Brazilian culture and the government and the society yeah. there. I care a lot about it. But also, I care a lot about the fact that there's an F1 race that's coming there in two weeks. And, oh my God, if Bolsonaro whips people up into a frenzy, it's going to be real tough to have a race there. So... You know, tight, tighten up, tighten up, Bolsonaro and the people around Bolsonaro. Tighten up. Make sure that that man does what he's supposed to do here, and have a peaceful transfer of power. All right. Sorry to be political, but I feel like that was something that I has been weighing on me. <laughs> Knowing that we had a week off, I was like, "Oh no, it's a oh we're gonna have an extra week of maybe." Okay. So yeah. Okay. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. If they um, if they don't if they don't pull it together, blacklisted indefinitely. indefinitely. <laughs> All right, Johnny. Where can the folks find you online if they would like to find you? Uh hit hit me up anytime on Twitter. My handle's at Johnny Motion and I'll be there talking about silly stuff around film technology and automotive Corey, where can the folks find you you can track my down at burn Corey burn on twitter on tiktok and uh also doing it on instagram there haven't posted in a while i promise i'll post uh we do have an f1 files podcast instagram now so, folks, you can go and follow that. We're going to be posting. I've got a couple of videos up there. Mm. We're going to post some more stuff. And uh, we also have an F1 Files TikTok account as well. So get on it, y'all. Uh, we are everywhere. We're on Twitter at the F1 Files and also on Reddit. So reach out to us in any way, and you're going to keep getting content whether you like it or not, folks. Well, that feels like a good place to end it, threatening people with content. I mm-hmm. guess we'll yep. catch As up you should. with yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's uh, let's have them catch up with us, and we'll catch up with them uh, the next time on the F One Files. Oh, I like how this is our longest episode, and we did not yep. talk that yep, much yep, about yep. the race itself. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> oh, that was great. That was Perfect. great. Perfect. Perfect.